Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello and welcome back. We are kind of moving full swing into the holidays. I have some Halloween decorations up, which Halloween stresses me out. It's always stressed me out because I felt like there's so much pressure to have an incredible costume. And I I don't know, you guys, like I can remember back as a kid, like my mom, bless her heart. Like she did. So she tried so hard and she did such a great job. Like one year she wrapped me with this material that was to make me look like a mummy. But then as when I walked, like it all came untangled and then I like I just look like a normal kid because everything came off and or it's like always raining or there was always one kid that I felt like had a cool costume or people never really knew what I was. You know, they'd be like, what are you again? And I just I don't know. It's like some deep seated trauma or something around Halloween and getting dressed up. I just the dressing up part just freaks me out. I don't know. But this year I did, I just went with basic. I got Penny a hot dog costume, Miles a hot dog costume, myself a hot dog costume, which I already had that actually. Um, and David is mustard. So very basic, like you're going to know what it is, stress-free. <laughs> I feel really good about it. I don't care if it's not some homemade thing like bless all of you that go above and beyond. This is not my calling in life. I'm going to, I will decorate the house, but I just, I can't do the, the costume party things. Like I just, it's just not my thing. Okay. Not at all what I wanted to talk about, but (laughs) I just wanted to say that. All right. So when should you feel bad about not working out? Working out, exercise, food, body stuff. This is a very intricate situation or conversation. This is something that I talk to almost every single person that I work with is is around exercise. Whether someone can't not do it, like I have to work, I have to wake up and work out and I don't know how to not. Like if I don't work out, I get anxious. And then there are those that are like, I have a massive aversion to exercise and likely because you did like hardcore stuff or you did 75 hard or you did beach body or you did some like something really intense or you had this belief that if it wasn't an hour or 45 minutes and high intense and sweaty, then it didn't count. And so you've kind of gone to the other end of the spectrum where you're like, I cannot make myself work out. And then you feel bad about that. And so I just, you know, with the holidays, it's often busier than normal. I mean, things get out of whack. Different foods are around. Different people are around. We're traveling. Schedules are off. And while I am not a scheduled person 
at all. I'm definitely more the fly by the seat of your pants kind of gal, which is a really good fit for a lot of my clients because they're much more the like structured type A, have to do it this way, has to look this way, give me the list. Um, And so our our brains and our energies and our personalities work really well together because that is something that you like you want to loose loosen up around these things. So I get to bring that to the table for you. Um, but, you know, holidays, we get off our schedule. And, and as I was saying, like, I don't follow a strict, strict schedule, but I mean, I work out several times a week and there are certain foods that I eat on a semi-regular basis. Like I like my coffee a certain way and I have my favorite salad dressings or like I like my hummus and my, you know, like just all these things that, that can sometimes go out the window during holidays when we're traveling, when we're with friends and family. And exercise is certainly one that can just kind of get tossed to the side. You know, I still personally work to prioritize it because it makes me feel sane. I actually just made a post about this the other day that there, now that I'm a mom, I follow all these other moms. And I mean, I'm, I don't like to throw shade because, you know, we're all out here doing the best we can. (laughs) Right. We're like, we're all doing the best we can to think that everyone on the planet is going to have my perspective is so ignorant. But with that being said, I'm a mom now, so I follow all these other mom accounts. And I just feel like so many people say the thing you're supposed to say. There's all these moms out there that are like, I work out to hold my baby in my arms. And I work out to blah, to stay play at the playground with my baby. Like, if that's really it, like, good, good, like, whatever, who cares? Get your why, find it, love it, do it, follow it, chase it, be it, live it. <laughs> but I just feel like, yeah. Okay. Like it's just so appropriate, right? It's the it's what you're supposed to say. I work out to have a strong body to chase my baby, to hold my baby. No, you know why I work out? One, cuz I'm fucking crazy, and two, because I like feeling strong. I feel hot when I feel strong. I feel good emotionally when I work up a sweat. That is why I work out. So if your reason isn't like something that you feel is like altruistic or just like intrinsically good it's fine (laughs) like if you're like I want to feel strong I want to feel like hell yeah like I can actually I'm thinking of a client Jamie who worked with a personal trainer friend of mine and she was out chopping wood and she's like I felt I can't remember her exact words but she's like I felt like a freaking beast yes Jamie hell yeah because she had been lifting weights and she was out cutting wood and lifting wood and she's like yeah, I felt strong. I love that feeling. Good. And you can have both, right? But I'm just saying that if you don't have like a really Pinterest worthy reason, it's totally fine and welcome here. Okay. When you should feel bad for not getting your workout in. Two reasons. Two times you should feel bad. One, are you trying to be an Olympic gold medalist? If no, let's go to two. Are you being paid for your athletic ability? No, I don't hear a lot of yeses out there. It's it's awfully quiet. Seems like there could possibly be a lot of no's in the audience tonight. (laughs) Okay, do you get paid to work out 
Are you trying to crush some world record national goal, win a freaking medal? Because if that's the case, then maybe you should. If your livelihood is based on your athletic ability, then yeah, maybe you should feel a little bad about it, I guess. But 99.9% of you, 100% of the people that I've ever worked with, those two, it's a solid no on both of them. And yet the guilt is strong. Why? Why on earth? Well, probably because when you're on Instagram and you're following so-and-so, you see her rocking body in her beautiful matching workout set, and she's talking about how she got another workout in or blah, 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 and you're thinking, ugh, I should have done it. I should have been working out too. And you're comparing yourself to these people that are literally paid, like their income is based on them showing up and teaching the workout class, running the app, having the Peloton class, all of that stuff. And you're comparing how you, like your look, your physique to them. But they're in a completely different lane than you. You honestly never need to feel bad about not working out. Like there's there's two different kinds of feeling bad. There's the like, ugh, I wish I would have been able to do that. I wish I would have been able to get that in this morning, which isn't often what I hear. It's more like immense, heavy guilt and shame and just, which often then spirals out of control eating, right? Like if I don't get my workout in, then my food is shit. And it's, it's this you know what it is, honestly, is kind of going back to last week's episode, which I got a lot of positive feedback on, but it is managing the anxiety. It's that workout. If we don't get that in, we are like, screw it. I'm just going to eat all the things, right? One extreme to the next, one extreme to the next. And we have to begin to learn to be with the discomfort, We have to learn to be with discomfort because if you cannot learn to be with discomfort, discomfort, if you cannot learn to be with missing workouts or having a day where your food sucks or having a time where you're really exhausted and make it through that and you need your day to be operating on a 10 out of 10 for you to not binge your face off or not be just like weighed down by guilt and anxiety, the way you create this is learning to navigate discomfort because your nervous system, you're internally, you're like, I'm going to die. It's what it feels like. If you are a, a an obsessive worker outer and you don't get your workout in, it feels like you're going to die. And so we have to start to like last week, like I talked about, like that staircase, like slowly taking that step back to create safety and trust in the workout. Listen, I thought that if I didn't work out every single day or if I took a couple days off, I would lose it. Like all motivation to exercise would be gone and I would never work out again. I would never stop eating. I would never stop gaining weight. So every single workout was motivated by complete and sheer terror of that happening. That's it. That's what was mo- that was my biggest motivator for a long time was terror. Honestly, that's what what navigated and and determined many of my decisions in life was absolute fear. 
I was never taking into consideration what I want to happen, how I want my life to look. I was just purely in fight or flight survival all of the time. The second my eyes will open, bam, okay, off to the races. I guess we have to work out, then we have to do this. And And then of course, we turn to food. Of course, we turn to wine. Of course, we turn to whatever our drug of choice is that we choose to numb out with. Because when you're vibrating that at that level, something's got to give. Something's got to release that pressure. And for many of you, for myself, it was food and booze at a certain time. Okay. But so we have to start to decrease that guilt so that we don't have to burn off that steam. And if you're not being paid by your appearance, if you're not a supermodel or, you know, performing in the next Marvel movie or whatever is a big movie, <laughs> like, it's just not a big deal. Now, some of you may be triggered by that. Some of you may be annoyed by that. That's okay. Listen to this episode in six months after you keep listening to my podcast. Uh, I promise your perspective is going to change. And for some of you, it's going to feel like a freaking hug that you don't have to work out every day. It doesn't have to be so hardcore. It doesn't have to be so intense. You're not trying to win anything. You're trying to stay in shape to feel good. Or going back to the very top of the episode, whatever your why is. Listen, if it's playing with your kids in the park, fine. I honestly think that's great. <laughs> Even though I was like not being so nice about it in the, in the beginning. It's fine. But that's what we're doing here. There's no end. Because here's the, here's the thing. I was going to make this a whole nother podcast, which I still might. But the thing about hitting your goal body or your goal weight is that your brain never moves past what's next. All your brain thinks about is the goal. Once I get the abs, the ass, the pant size, the strong arms, the defined back, I lose this, I gain that, I have this, this is more defined, this is more toned. That's all you got. That's it. That's where your brain stops. You're like, done. No, you got to maintain that shit. It's a whole nother, it's a, it's a whole nother like football field. Just because you get there, see in your brain, you think that's when everything's going to be resolved. That's when everything's going to be better. And it will be for like seven seconds. And then the wave of anxiety, which you've been like trying to make it through this whole time on your pursuit of a great body or whatever weight loss is comes flooding back. And you're like, what? I thought this was going to relieve it. I thought this body, this weight, this pant size, this aesthetic was going to give me that thing I've been chasing. What is this? I didn't sign up for this. Like I have not been busting my ass for this, for more work. But I'm saying this because I want you to think through this. I want you to go beyond just that goal and go into, and then what? And then what's going to happen? Because this is what happens with 
I don't know why I just thought of Biggest Loser, but this is like exactly what happens with Biggest Loser. Cool. Anyone can get you skinny. Great. But what happens after? Almost all of those contestants gained all their weight back. Why? Because they didn't learn how to do anything differently. They didn't learn how to manage anxiety. They didn't learn how to sit on the couch after a really freaking hard day at work. They didn't learn how to go through heartbreak or disappointment or boredom or stress. We just changed a bunch of the things around them, got them to their goal and like, okay, good luck. See you later. And bam, of course, they're right back to it. Same thing with people winning the lottery. Why do they go bankrupt? Because they get all that money. They have no idea what to do with it. They blow it. And then they're in a worse position than they were when they got the money. They never learned how to be, behave, or think differently. And this is what we have to do with you to ultimately move you into a relationship with yourself that is trusting, that you know you're going to be there, that you can count on yourself. Like the number one thing that I hear is I don't trust myself. Of course you don't. Most people with food and body stuff don't trust themselves. Why would you? If you can't trust yourself to feed yourself, of course you're not going to trust yourself to make a decision. Of course not. There's always going to be that, I don't know, is it right? Is it wrong? Is it right? Is it wrong? What do they think? What do they think? Ugh. Instead of, this is my decision. The end. The end. This is so much more than your body, than your workouts, than your food. This is about a solid relationship with yourself. And uh, I just got um, a Voxer message from a client She and I didn't work together around food. Uh, We worked together in her business. She just wanted to feel more confident. She knew, she said, you know, for me to have this work, for me to show up to my business and to my, for my career in the way that I need to, to be successful, I cannot keep doing what I'm doing. I cannot keep doubting myself. I cannot keep playing it safe. I have to start showing up. And she just sent me her, a Voxer yesterday because she, put her name in the hat for this new space and she got it. And one of the things that she had said was for once, I'm not letting my emotions dictate my life. Like I am actively creating my destiny. I am actively creating the life that I want for myself. And a couple weeks prior to this, she and I were talking about how she's a very emotional and passionate person. And you can be emotional and passionate and not be a victim to your emotions. Because the difference is, is that she is passionate about her business. She is passionate about her career. She is passionate about her future. She is emotional because she cares. People that are emotional and passionate care. But what we did is we, we worked on getting her more confident on herself so that her emotions didn't make it feel like she was tied onto the back of the horse and just like left to run through the desert (laughs) or she's just like bloodied and scraped up and like hanging on for dear life. We taught her how to regulate her nervous system, how to make solid decisions, how to stay the path even when things get hard because no matter what you do, whether it's a business, whether it's with food and body, whether it's with your partner, whether it's with kids, whether it's with buying a new home, things are going to get hard. And we have to learn to navigate those situations. All right, my friends, full circle. You don't need to feel bad unless you're uh, going for a gold medal or you're getting paid, okay? Holidays are coming. If you miss some workouts, 
Like really ask yourself, why am I concerned? What is What am I actually scared of here? And talk yourself through that. Also talk yourself through what am, what am I going to get at the end of my goal? Like beyond that, like I was talking about, what about after? Go a little bit further. Push yourself to think a little bit further about what comes next. And lastly, if you're interested in working together, I have three more spots, maybe two, two or three for one-on-one clients. If this is you, you want to end the year on a high note. You don't want to go through the holidays feeling terrible. You don't want to go off the rails or God, I know for me, the holidays were terrible because I either, depending on the phase I was in, started dieting because I have anticipation of eating all the things or like the break room cookies and fudge and just all the food. I mean, it was just exhausting. It was just a con. It was like a three month binge. It was terrible. And you don't have to go through either of those things. And you also don't have to deal with doing all of the things and burning the candle at all of the ends. If you don't want to, you can actually enjoy this year. My client, Jamie said, I recommend you work with Renee before the holidays so you can enjoy them because who doesn't want that? All right, my friends, that's it. I'll be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.